Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, this year will be the year. He's going to Miami, <laughs> and he's going to sit on the end of the bench, and he's going to do nothing, but that's probably where he's going. This year will be the year. To get someone in the buyout market? Yeah, they'd come to Sacramento this year. Yeah, maybe they would, but. But it's too late. Seat's taken. Who did, uh. Who am I thinking about? The guard. Not, not. <laughs> who am I? Someone in the buyout market. Who, who am I thinking about? The guard. The, the, the Batoon. Who's in the buyout market? Who's uh, in it right now? No, or who n- was n- in n- it? Uh, well, that's Russ what I'm. was in it. Who was? Russ was. No, not Russ. <laughs> Reggie Jackson uh, was in no, it. Terrence no, Ross was in it. No. Is it was it Nicholas Batoon? No, it was no. Will Barton. Will Barton. Did he sign with someone? I think he's still out there. Okay. I believe. This dude said Russ. <laughs> Mark Walker. Russ wasn't <laughs> Mark Walker said. You know, that the, guard. The guard. <laughs> the guard in the buyout market. Why why do you guys not know what I'm talking about? <laughs> what is the problem here? <laughs> Blake says, I like this. Everyone, make desperate trades. Monty, no, LOL. Ain't doing it. I think Monty, was that Monty's first tweet, like real tweet, where he said, After well, Friday I'm or... not sleeping tonight? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like so. he's tweeted GIFs and, like, King's Herald-related stuff, right. but has he ever, like, tweeted, tweeted? I can't remember. I don't remember him actually tweeting words before. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Where the hell is James? Still James is preparing for my Kevin Herter question, so he's James late. is still buzzing on Friday too. He might be. <laughs> James might. James very well might be buzzing. He. he <laughs> I think he told us Friday. He was like, I don't really have a lot to do. I might. I might have a little drink tonight. They had a. They had a. A Kings beat on. They came they did. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to a little bit of it. I got to finish it. Sometimes those things get uh, Joe Budden podcast long. Well, um, James likes to talk. I'm not mad at it. I like the content. James likes to talk. And Sean is always such a, he's like such a foil. He's (laughs) just, he's right there. He's smooth, even keel. I wonder at what point Sean Cunningham will be excited. Like Sean's version of excited. Like Sean's version if excited. Rihanna does the um, national anthem game one of the finals. Okay. Well, I can tell him now. That's not happening. <laughs> I think we've seen the last of Rihanna performing. What is happening? Rihanna's actually, isn't she performing? She's performing. Where? At like one of these award shows. I, I'm sorry. I need to. What's. Hammer. <laughs> Buddy, are you okay? 
I'm live here from the hills where it's snowing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so what's funny, what's funny, James is bundled up. He's got goggles and, 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 a, and a beanie on for those that are watching. Apparently, and I can't, I, I don't know, if I can't tell a, a, a thing in here. Apparently, the heat in our building is broken. So if you walk outside of our studio, everyone's like got hoodies pulled up over their head and jackets and the boss is walking around with her overcoat on around here and everybody's got their it's just got a Monday their, for us. Yeah, it's just hey, yo, thicken up like we good. <laughs> like what's your problem? Um and then James of course, were you are you fresh from the slopes? <laughs> I had to run to the store. Um and, and so I did have to pull out the four-wheel drive. We've got a ton of snow up here. I mean, wow. not a ton, but it's supposed to start snowing again. So. Is your heat broken? No, I'm just messing with you guys. Oh, no, I, li- no, I like, like I, Apparently, no one just joins the show anymore. <laughs> like, apparently, we all got, there we go. We all got gimmicks. <laughs> um, you, you got Beanie James today. That's what Beanie you got. James. Beanie James. Put it on a shirt. I like it. Um I've got my hot chocolate and everything. I'm ready. There you go. We'll sip away. You're listening to D-Lo and KC on KIFM West Sacramento, 98.5 FM, KRXQ, HD2 Sacramento, ESPN 1320. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Our 1320 Kings insider uh, and creator of the Kings Beat, uh, James Ham, with us. Go subscribe to the Kings Beat over at thekingsbeat.com. Uh, Hammer, even you've got to feel good after this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I told you guys if they uh, they win both of these games, then I- I'm gonna predict like 48 wins. Mm. Uh, they got one more to go to do it. Uh, but this is uh, I-, I don't know. Every once in a while, you have a team who just has a really big day. So I mean, if you look at everybody in the sta- standings around the Sacramento Kings, they lost. Uh, you know, Denver of course pushed the Clippers down. Um, you know, you had Dallas lose. It was a really, really good day for the Sacramento Kings. And the fact that they were able to go in, and for some reason people wanted to argue with me on Twitter about like the team being tired. Like four, uh, three games in four nights in three different cities, and the one in the middle is a, is a crazy double overtime like barn burner. That mm. team was exhausted, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter. They figured out a way to get through, uh, and, you know, that OKC team, it's really well coached. They're chippy. They like to make you work all the way down the stretch. And, you know, the Kings pulled out a win. They got to do it again in order for me to think, you know, if it's either like 46 or 48 wins is where I'm I'm kind of like teetering between. Mm. And if you can, uh, you can get that win tomorrow, things look really good to get to 48 wins. All right. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's go back in time, James, because, you know, I, I, I just love to, you know, Get a get a feel of what was going on with my people when they were watching this Friday. I mean, lay the lay the scene of what you saw. You know how you took in the game. Like your thoughts on Friday. Was it one of the great NBA games of all time? Like we talked about a little bit here today. It was unbelievable what we watched. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, that was. Um, you know, we we actually. Because it was a 7.30 start, the wife and I went out to dinner with some friends here in the lake beforehand. And so we were, we came back to the house, and, you know, you didn't know what to expect. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a tough battle the night before. You know, the Kings were uh, 
had to fly down on the second night of a back-to-back in, in crazy weather. And uh, to watch them go toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the league, and you can start to see how that team is being assembled, how, you know, again, we talked about it last week. I, I really don't want to face the Clippers like two weeks from now, three weeks from now, because they're going to be really, really good. But for right now, you're kind of catching them at their beginning stages. And uh, from top to bottom, I thought the Clippers were absolutely incredible. And so when you you get to the end of the game and you you see all these game recaps that were written from like a Clippers perspective, I kind of got it because it was Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard not missing. It was Nick Batum just catching fire from three. It was uh, Russell Westbrook having perhaps one of his best games in like five years. Oh, stop it. Since. No, I'm It was serious. his best no. game this year. Stop it. No. 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 He, he played no. with himself. No. He wasn't doing crazy things. No. He was very <laughs> under control. And then when they needed him to come up with a big play, take Keegan Murray off the dribble, um, he was there. I, I thought he was tremendous. And it really does like... If that's who he's going to be, that team is a title contender. <clears throat> if if he's the, the guy we saw for the last couple of years, you know, he's just another player who puts up stats. But the player we saw in that game, man, he was tough to go with the other guys. And, you know, I, that's going to be a tough team. And then from the Kings' perspective, they just kept battling back. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were down 14 with like four minutes left in the in the regulation session. They battle back. They were down six in both overtime sessions, came back from both of those. They got defensive stops when they needed them. Um, but realistically, that was an all-time classic. I mean, 176-175, it's the second-highest scoring NBA game of all time, and it wasn't lopsided. It was two teams literally going toe-to-toe, battling each other. And then the surprise team, realistically, the surprise team came out on top there, I did not expect the Kings, especially when they went down in, in the fourth. Uh, you know, we can go back to the night before. There was never a moment, even when they're having a bad first quarter against Portland, that you thought they were going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to that game, man, there were like five times where you thought they were going to lose. And they just kept they kept coming. Really there were impressive. five times in overtime where you thought they were going to lose. <laughs> man, I don't I think, yeah. I think I think James got some fireball. And that hot chocolate talking about Russell Westbrook <laughs> like that, but from I'll, I'll give you the I'll, I'll I'll look at it from a, a Kings fan perspective because you know K- Kenny actually just laid out how incredible Kawhi Leonard was, uh, yeah, in in that game on Friday, and obviously you know P- P- Paul George is great and Russell Westbrook had a tremendous debut for that team before fouling out, but Malik Monk scored thirty points in the fourth quarter in overtime. <laughs> yeah. Put that in your write up. De'Aaron Fox is on a tear, an offensive tear right now that's matched probably only by Dame Lillard in the entire league. Put that in your write-up. And, James, we talked about this on Friday. At some point, you national people are going to have to start paying attention to the Sacramento Kings, and they might have just started doing that this weekend. Maybe. I still don't know that they did. Yeah, I mean, maybe they saw did. saw some of the— yeah, I mean, I I rewatched the the fourth quarter in overtime on Sunday, and you know we get to this point. So Malik Monk had 15 points going into the fourth. Mm-hmm. I got to the point where I think it was the second overtime. He gets to 33 points, and it dawns on you that he has 12 more points to score. 
<laughs> and and there's only like eight minutes left, like yeah. of actual game time. It was just really, really incredible what he was able to accomplish. And you know, Fox, you could see in that in that game, Fox started to run out of gas late in the game. Mm. He was one of four in the second overtime session. You could see like the weight of the world was coming down on him, and he was trying his best, but you know he didn't really have the legs. And Monk just found another gear that that wasn't there. And that's the good thing about this team. They have so many options for scoring. He finished one of four in the second overtime? Yeah. Yeah, the one was the game winner. The game <laughs> yeah. So yeah, as tired, that, as, he was as, tired as he was, he still, in that moment, kept the ball in his hands and took the team home for a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would even say this, too. Like, in, in that game specifically, there were there were moments in the the fourth quarter where – Terrence Davis hit the two threes and finished with six points, but mm-hmm. he hit those two threes. Trey Lyles came up with some huge points mm-hmm. and finished with 10. Davion Mitchell like had a couple of really, really big plays. He finished with eight points. I thought it was one of the better team efforts that we've seen from this group where like one through nine sort of, you know, really contribute. There were a couple of guys who had a stinker of a game, but but overall, I thought it was just really, really impressive how they kept fighting. I mean, that is a signature win. It's probably the greatest win. We talked about this before with the Dallas win. I thought that that was probably the best win in the last 16 years. It it definitely uh, is no longer the best win in the last 16 <laughs> years. That that game on Friday is the best win. And and you hope that they've got more of them. Yeah. And, and people keep bringing up Tony Brothers. That was an embarrassment for the league. Yeah, was mm-hmm. That was absolutely abysmal. The uh, And then to see the two-minute report where they go in, they start plugging in some sketchy calls like here and there against the Kings to make it try to balance out. Like, BS. That was horrible. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, travel call where Tony Brothers literally standing right there and it's not like he had glanced away. He actually like started hitting his knee or something. Like... <laughs> Like it was touched. Like, what the hell kind of call is that, Tony? That's a signal Just... to the better. That's a signal to the gamble. I got you guys. I got you yeah, guys. Yeah, steal home, steal home. Yeah, I, I don't know what that was. I mean, to me, uh, Tony, like it's it was the night before too in Utah. You started seeing the Jazz reporter saying the same exact thing, and then that game, and then the next night. Like there comes a point where you have to look and be honest with yourself and say. This is not okay anymore mm. for someone to be this incompetent at their job. And I was absolutely really embarrassed for the league. There are every once in a while I'll call out something that I think is egregious with officials. But for the most part, I do stay away from like tagging on guys all the time, especially by name. Mm. Like I, I don't usually go out. There were three different times that I tweeted about Tony Brothers in that game. Mm. That's that's not something that I I have ever done, but it was so warranted. I thought he was so horribly bad uh, that you know again the league needs to step in and like make a decision there because it's just not okay. Yeah, I don't even think we mentioned once that Domas fouled out of that game. Yeah, <laughs> his Which, fourth and fifth fouls. If there's like, come on, man, those if, are touch fouls. If there's like, an NBA script, the script was written for Domas to foul out of that game because they just went at him. Well, what was it? Even aside from that, what was that in the in the first half? I think it was what twenty six free throws for 
for the Clippers to eight or something like that. And that's yeah, but they things. always balance those things out to make it look even Steven. And to me, that was just like, what, what in the world is happening? Man. So, yeah, I mean, the, again, the fourth and the fifth fouls on Sabonis were probably like 30 seconds apart in the third quarter. The one Both they, of them were touches. The one that was challenged. The fourth and the fifth fouls on Sabonis were probably like 30 seconds apart in the third quarter. The one Both they, of them were touches. The one that was challenged, the moving screen or illegal mm-hmm. screen. I mean, come on, man. That, that yeah. was that was ridiculous that you couldn't. Like that, I think Katie said it on the broadcast. That's something that Draymond Green does every single time down court. Mm-hmm. Every single time to no no call whatsoever. Every single time. And not only do you make the bad call, but you're able to look at it and still get it wrong. That's terrible. Yeah, I, I thought it was terrible. And, you know, the game was so good. Let let just greatness play. It's it's kind of like a a play-by-play announcer who can't stop talking through some great scene. Hmm. Like, sometimes a game needs to speak for itself. And in that moment, I thought, just let the game go. Let let the stars decide this game. It's so good. Who No one wants to look away. Mm-hmm. And certainly nobody cares who's officiating the game. We should not have walked out of there with, with the thought of Tony Brothers at all. We should have, It should have been 100% on 87 points between the Kentucky guys. Mm-hmm. Like, just absolutely tremendous. And those two alley-oops... You know, Oof. one from Fox to Monk and one from Monk back to Fox. I, I, and Monk is Second had some, time they've done that this year? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 When they get rolling, they're yeah. fun together. And oh, yeah. Those those crazy dunks that Malik has where he's in traffic and he just goes up with two, two hands and hammers it down. Really, that, really impressive. That coast to coast one. That, I, I popped for mm-hmm. that one because I was yeah. like, all right, you're going coast to coast. Nice little finger roll layup. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, it's a double clutch yeah. duck. I said, oh, oh my yeah. goodness, that's what we're yeah. doing. That was nuts. <laughs> uh, speaking of pop, uh, Lakers say LeBron James uh, is listed as out for Tuesday's game versus the Grizzlies. Yeah, he'll sit out for a game, and then he'll be back against – I think they play, they play somebody on Wednesday. He'll be back. Did you did you see that Winhurst line circulating around the Twitterverse today? That the Lakers are gunning for the sixth spot so they could take on the Sacramento Kings. Okay. Lake show. <laughs> yeah, like our our, our 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 thing has been like cool. Thanks, man. Wendy. Yeah. Get there. Like like I, I just get man. there. Y'all y'all are twelfth. Like, get there. Then we'll then we'll talk. This team been the three seed for like two months now, and y'all talking about getting to play Sacramento. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, because you oh, got to get there sorry first. Sorry, Mavs team. Yeah, you got to get there Stop. first. And last time I checked, the Kings have already won the season series three to one. Easy work. Easy I, work. I don't know that it's easy work, but I mean, anytime you're facing LeBron James in the playoffs, you have to know that Tony Brothers is going to show up for at least two of them. <laughs> well, and, that's a good point. Well. You know, that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, this team has to earn its respect. And it, they they aren't there yet. I mean, just by the Sabonis situation. Uh, and then the other thing too that I don't know if you guys, Dame Little Lillard decides not to play on Thursday in a big game against the Kings. I I don't understand why he didn't play in that game um, for rest because they had to stay up too late on a plane sitting on the tarmac. Him and Jeremy Grant. Then people like oh it looks like Trailblazers are cashing it in. 
And so he goes out on Twitter like, no, we ain't cashing it in. It's like, okay, well, then why didn't you play? Like, I don't get it. Either you are cashing it in or you're not. Just like LeBron wants to come out and say, oh, you know, LeBron James teams never miss the playoffs two times in a row. We can't have that be part of my legacy, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Like, well, you have to actually play for your team to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little uh, I'm a little confused by these guys that are sitting in the 12 and the 13 spot. You know, Damian Lillard sticking around in the fourth quarter to light up the worst team in the NBA for 71. It's like, okay, again, where were you on Thursday night? Well, th- James, this is something that I, I talked about because I, I see a lot of people always talk about, you know, the Kings and. They're like, oh, man, they're the healthiest team in the league. They haven't dealt with any injuries. And I was like, like as far as like somebody that just literally can't go, like, yeah, they've avoided that, and that's a good thing. That's not their fault. They've avoided it. But we still don't know where uh, Domas's ligament is in his thumb. You know, <laughs> That's still floating around possibly, and he's playing out there. De'Aaron Fox has been banged up. And I said the difference between the Kings and everybody else isn't that they haven't had injuries. But number one, they don't load manage, and any little minor nicks, they play through it. Simple as that. They play through their little injuries, and you guys, uh, the Lakers, LeBron and Dame Lillard and stuff like that, you guys are out for a game or two. That's not that's not the Kings' fault because they're fighting through it. Yeah, so I'm going to bring up two things. Uh, number one, I talked to Sabonis about his, his thumb um, the other night, and he said, look, we're going to have to address it during the season, during the offseason and figure out whether I need surgery or not. That's still on the table after the season, but for right now, I'm playing through it. I'm doing okay. You know, it's getting hit, but it is what it is. And, I, you know, I said, yeah, Keegan got his, you know, like sleeve off. And he said, yeah, totally different injury. Mm-hmm. And he's, so he just left it at that, just like totally different injury. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is, like we've harped on Mike Brown, I've brought it up a couple of times, right? About Mike Brown, maybe running his team into the ground. That there's been so many times this season where, you know, they practice when you you can't even imagine them practicing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got back from a seven game road trip, got off the plane in the middle of the night uh, after a win in Houston, and practice the next day, mm-hmm. but before they had a back to back coming up. Like, to me, it was, like, really crazy to see. And I, I think what we might be able to do after this season is is start looking at a case study for the teams that actually, like, are in great shape, that, that keep going, that keep playing, that keep hitting the weight room together after the game as a team, mm-hmm. um, and who are, you know, basically playing 1980s, 1990s basketball where everybody – everybody's working hard. Everybody's at practice every day. And if you got to miss a day, it's one day and you're coming right back and you're still here participating and all that. But it kind of feels like that's who this team is, that that they're in great shape uh, and they're able to take uh, some of these like small injuries in stride because it's just, they're ready. And a lot of these other teams, they take days off and the Kings don't. Mm-hmm. They don't and someone who doesn't take a moment off uh, at this point, Hammer, is De'Aaron Fox. What, what do you think this stretch of basketball now that's at like 10 or 11 games is doing for the perception of De'Aaron Fox's season? Yeah, I mean, I think he's changing everything. 
you know, like he's going to be up for um, Western Conference Player of the Month without any question. Mm-hmm. Um, he should probably win Western Conference Player of the Month. I think the Kings are six and four in the month, so maybe that will hurt them a little. Although I'm not sure that there's another team that's out there that has a player that has basically put up his stats but has won more games. Um, he's just like found his his rhythm and and found that next level, and now he's living in the next level. So like. Is there another level above that? Hmm. And and I don't mean can he score thirty eight points tonight. Um, I, I mean can he find ways to be more and more efficient, more uh, ways to get his teammates involved more. You know, like just start fine tuning, be a better defender. Although he's been really good there mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're seeing from him is a player go from fringe all star to all star to. Dare I say, say it. fringe fringe superstar? He's right there, uh, like ready to be a superstar level player. And uh, you know, again, I didn't I didn't know if this was possible two years ago. Certainly not last year, where we started to see, you know, some questionable dips and stuff in production. Uh, now it's like, okay, he he gets it. He understands what the mission is, and he's laser focused on getting this team to the playoffs. And then the other thing that's quietly happening with this team, I don't think that they're just saying, hey, let's just make the playoffs. They're, you know, Mike Brown talks about it, positioning themselves well once they get in the playoffs to, you know, not just get bounced in the first round, Mm -hmm. to be a a competitive team that gives someone fits in the first or second round. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how, how far this team can go. Hey, James, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the, in the show, but you talk about De'Aaron Fox. I mean, this is a guy we we could possibly be talking about all NBA. I mean, he's playing that well and what he's been able to do this year. I don't know if there are six guards that have played better this year than De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, it's he'll be in the running. Uh, and I just don't think he'll get there. I mean, we look at the uh, the All-Star game and they took, what, 10 guards between the Eastern and Western Conference before him. And, you know, he slid in as a replacement. While I think his play is there, I'm not sure that his cachet around the league is there yet. And, you know, there are guys that are doing big things this year. I just think that his is so much more impactful. It's time to go to work, Rich Paul. This is what you're here for. Get that clutch machine moving. Like, that's what you're here for. Like, like with all due respect to to Jaron Jackson Jr., even Drew Holiday, those guys aren't. Those guys aren't all NBA to me. Um, you've got Luca. Yeah, you've got, I agree. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Kyrie, but mm-hmm. you've got you've got Luca. Um, I think De'Aaron is in that conversation. Dame is there. Jaws in that conversation. Dame's in that conversation. Uh, Jaws there, but seeing this probably goes to James. What James is saying. De'Aaron Fox is better than John Morant right now. I'm just saying in the conversation. No, no, when you talk I know, about but this top goes back to what James is talking six. about. Josh Cachet mm-hmm. will probably put him there above De'Aaron, but I'm sitting there saying, like, De'Aaron better than, than Ja right now. Rich got to go to yeah, work. I think the league, too, you know, you're going to see things like um, he'll start getting his notoriety with, like, the clutch uh, performer of the year. Um, I mean, he's leading every category. The way he's played in the fourth quarter um, is just spectacular, and it's something that every team in the league has to game plan when they come into Sacramento or they're facing – the Kings on the road, whatever it is, uh, it, it's going to be really, really tough for him 
to to take that next step in this year. Now, if he does this again next year, sure. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but we were talking about it in uh, like mid January. Uh, Sean Cunningham kept bringing it up. Like everyone wants to be offended the fact that De'Aaron wasn't named an All Star. At that point, he wasn't in the top twenty in scoring, and he wasn't in the top twenty in the league in assists. And now he's way up in both. Uh, you know, I think he's pushing like top twelve scoring, and that's over a month. Like what he's done in the last month to turn it on and really bolster his his stock. Sean was impressive. saying that for this season or last. Yeah, season? like when. No, for this season, when when the All Star game, uh, no, the offense like, was that Jaron yeah, Jackson was, was the guy Jackson who got after. the nod and not him. Oh no, no, no! I I got you, I got you. But at the same time, at that point in the season, he wasn't in the top twenty in any of those categories. The categories that you know you would think matter for a point guard. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> what was Sean's? I I haven't caught up yet. What was Sean's demeanor on Saturday? Was he just? Calm, cool. Didn't oh, raise, good. didn't raise his voice once. Wasn't excited. Just unmoved by all of this. <laughs> um, no, I, I think we both were were moved by it. I mean, this is this is that moment where this I mean, you did go says, live on a Saturday afternoon, so that says something. <laughs> yeah, I, and it went crazy. I mean, we had you know like almost four hundred people in there. Mm. Um, you know, it, it was like fans are are on fire right now. Oh yeah. And and it's absolutely incredible to watch. You know, like standard tweets go for like fifteen hundred likes. You're like, what in the world is happening? Uh, Kings fans have assembled, and it and it's good oh, to yeah. see. Uh, they're they're definitely hot and, and like ready to you know push this team over the top. And people are already asking about how much playoff tickets are going to cost. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It definitely will be. <laughs> uh, we're here like the Avengers, baby. And, uh, well, James Ham is dressed like an Avenger. We'll come back. We'll talk more with our 1320 Kings insider, James Ham. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to th- give you a chance to prepare for this question. Because I've got to ask you some questions about your boy, Kevin Herter. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We'll do that when we return with our 1320 Kings Insider and creator of the Kings Beat. James Ham here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app.
Back here with our 1320 Kings insider and creator of the Kings Beat, uh, James Ham. If you haven't gone over to thekingsbeat.com yet and become a subscriber, I'm not sure what you're waiting for, man. Come this on, is peak prime time Kings content. Go to thekingsbeat.com. You can subscribe. You can become a free subscriber. Like, that's easy. You can get the newsletter. You get the whole deal. You're going to want to become a premium subscriber because you're not going to want to miss out uh, on these happy hours and all this exclusive content uh, that premium subscribers get. So head over. Uh, just open another tab, especially for those watching on YouTube or Twitch. Just open another tab. Go to thekingsbeat.com. Throw in your email address. Boom! And James Ham will put a piece together explaining to you his thoughts on Kevin Herter. Mm. Are you concerned about your boy right now? The sample you know, I, size is getting pretty big. I love it just because... We're both redheaded. Doesn't yep. mean that he's my That's boy. That's your boy. Like, That's a hundred percent your boy. There's some That's crazy sh- stuff going on That's here. That's your guy. Crazy stuff. Um, yeah, I'll say this. Like, I was. I went and looked at the numbers yesterday. He didn't have a good game yesterday. His previous four games, he was shooting forty-one percent, forty-one point four percent from three. Hmm. So, am I concerned? Yes. Am I not concerned? No. I mean, this is like. It, it goes back to sort of the Malik Monk situation where Malik Monk had like a month, maybe five weeks, where he had a rough stretch. I don't think Herders is going to last that long, um, but that's how this team is built, where when Malik Monk wants to step up and be crazy Malik Monk, he can be that player, and, and he can dominate, and, and Herder can stand on the sidelines and cheer. Um, when Herder is that guy, Malik Monk sits on the sidelines and cheers. And so that's it's kind of the way that this team is built. Um, I think this is a lull just like everybody else has had this season. And, uh, like, am I super concerned? Not really. I mean, maybe this summer he needs to, like, analyze fitness and, and all that stuff. Uh, I, I do know that his splits say that when you look at the second night of back-to-backs and stuff, those are usually the rough ones for Kevin. Mm. Um, so that's usually just because he's not recovering as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm okay where he's at. I, I mean, clearly you, you can't be ecstatic about his play of late. Uh, I think the turnovers was like a pretty solid, you know, issue in the last game and he just looked out of sorts. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but again, maybe a guy like Kevin is, is one that if you again, look at all of the, the splits on two days rest and three days rest and one day's rest, uh, he's a guy that usually looks better on, you know, having a day off, and that's three games and four nights, and so maybe it was partially, partially that. Uh, two quick notes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, before you jump in there. Pontificate. I sure. Am I looking at this right? Nope, you can continue. Ignore me. I ain't even here. Okay. I just I, I was looking at something. I, I wanted, and, and I'm not. I'm not confident this update is right. So, I'm just. No, it is right. There, there it yeah. is. Two twenty-eight. It's right there. Okay. Shea Gildress Alexander has been <laughs> ruled like, out yeah, tomorrow. I've seen it like three times. Okay. No, I'm. I'm looking at the actual injury report, and uh, I just wanted to make oh, sure that well, I was yeah. looking hey. at the. That's next level, bro. You know what I'm saying? I no, just, all you I, do is Google I just NBA. Got tweets, you know no, what I'm saying? Uh, uh, that's just next level. <laughs> Shea Shea is ruled out tomorrow. Uh, but perhaps of note, De'Aaron Fox is listed as questionable uh, with left wrist soreness. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
So those okay. are those are those are two notes for you uh, right now for tomorrow night's game. Uh, Shea Gildress Alexander is out, and De'Aaron Fox is listed as questionable with left wrist soreness. Hmm. Well, if that wrist was healthy, how many points would he have had <laughs> yesterday? <laughs> His uh, rest, yeah. wrist is sore from getting up all those buckets. <laughs> It'll hurt. It'll hurt after you I get guess. up. You're going to need a little ice. Drop 40-plus and 30-plus. You're dropping 30 every night, man. Dame probably going to have to take the next game off after what he did yesterday. That's and, right. And see, and now I'm I'm starting to think about some things. If you, if if De'Aaron didn't play tomorrow, mm-hmm. you could get him. Is that five days of rest? Yeah, Sunday to Friday. Headed into Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, Don't take a- any game lightly. Go out and try to win every single game. He's got two days to heal up. Um, I mean, the guy's been a baller all season. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if he doesn't play. I would too. That's what I talked about, you know, before the break. That's what he's got. If these guys can play, they played all year long. Then I don't. Yeah, see, I agree. I don't see that changing. I think they um, talked about it last week, man. I think they smell the finish line. I think they Speaking. are motivated and hungry by what's in front of them. They're not intimidated by it by any means. Hey, here's a just to further the stats that I was talking about. Um, Herder on, on the season. Um, yeah, in February, it was a bad month. He shot 28.8% from three, right? Uh, but on zero days rest, he shoots 32.8 from three. On one day rest, he shoots 39.6. Two days, 39.5. And three or more days, he shoots 43.3%. Mm. So he's just one of those guys that, you know, again, maybe isn't great on the second night of a back-to-back or in a situation where, you know, you got three games in four nights in three different cities, during crazy weather. Well, Reggie, if you look at the way he shoots, he uses a lot of legs in his shot. That's one of the reasons why he might tire down. I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) It sounded like Chris Broussard, though. (laughs) That was the part that was confusing. It sounded like it's just, (laughs) you know what? Now that now that you mention it, it wasn't as loud. Chris Broussard is louder. That's the me. There's a level of hoarseness to Draymond's there voice is. when he speaks. That's, but if you're listening, right. you can understand yep. it's not as loud as when I go that's, like this. That's right. That's it. That's a good call. That's the me. That's the me. I'm off my game. It's my bad. That's my bad. Um, I was going to ask a question about Shea Gildress Alexander. Oh, are the Thunder hitting the gangsta lean here? Man, I don't know. What you think, man? I, I, don't, I don't feel like they I told would. you. <laughs> yeah, you did call it. You did call it. You did call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, are they ducking out the side the side door like they do every season? Mm. Sure does look like it. Mm. I, I don't know. I, like, when did Shea get hurt? I'm not sure. I just saw him out of nowhere not play on Friday night. And he has. This will be his third straight game that he's missed. If he's, if he's, they have him as out tomorrow. So if nothing miraculous happens, he'll be out three straight games. I, I know out we're of nowhere. we we're focusing on the ankle sort of. If some an abdominal strain, yeah. that sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know like what caused it. What it just sounds awful. Mm-hmm. So didn't he play um, in the All Star game though? He did. Got mad because somebody blocked his dunk. Well, LeBron yeah, blocked LeBron his blocked him. All oh, the LeBron wasn't doing nothing in the whole game, and then all of a sudden he won't play defense. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. Like, what? 
<laughs> do better next time. What are you, what are you talking about? We I'm also checking. have that uh, Zubots is another guy who got injured during the All Star break. Yeah. Like he's he's out with uh, with a calf strain, right? He hasn't mm. played in the last couple of games. He didn't play against the Kings. He didn't play in yesterday's game, yeah. and uh, that's those are never good, especially for a guy mm-hmm. that big. Calf strains are are bad news um, because the calf is the calf muscles are the only thing protecting the uh, the Achilles tendon. So you can really do a lot of damage if mm. you don't let the calf strain heal completely. Yeah. Uh, well, matchup number two. Uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma City. Has anybody checked in? Have you heard from, like, wasn't there really bad? Weren't they, didn't they, like, they rush had, out of the building? They had a siren. Night? Didn't they have a siren yeah, going Biederman off? Biederman said there were tornado sirens going off. Yeah, I know uh, Bobby Gerald said that his dad and the team made it back to uh, to the hotel, but they were told to, um, like, go in their bathrooms, like, stay in their bathrooms away from Man. the windows and, like, shut the door. Um, How many so do you I, think did that? None. None. <laughs> like Gary, Gary Gerald, imagine Gary being Gerald. imagine imagine being he Gary Gerald. You got the defensive player to get. You got you got all this bling around your neck. You just celebrated <laughs> game number three thousand. And what do you got to do? You got to go sit in the bathroom of Oklahoma City uh, Hotel. And I'm yeah, ch- I think uh, Gary Gerald probably uh, just he he had a risque <laughs> night and probably ordered uh that they they warm up his milk when they bring it up to his room everyone's his saying cookies. keegan no keegan. cold milk cold milk tonight for me huh? i'm the dpog <laughs> well look i'm gonna tell you right now they tell me to go sit in the bathroom i'm sitting in the bathroom mm. i ain't messing with no tornado <laughs> that's they tell like, me to go sit the, okay like, that's where i'll like, be hey, tonight they know tornadoes <laughs> i don't so i'm gonna go sit in the bathroom i know they they the they delivered uh uh g-man a a bottle of wine and a cupcake I'm guessing he ate the cupcake before the game, but if he saved that bottle of wine, he could have just been getting tossed in the bathroom with a with a bottle of wine. Yeah. G Man sitting, sitting in the bathtub thinking about he's all. He's not the, a drinker. He's not a. Oh, G Man strikes me as a wine drinker. He's not a wine no. drinker. And also, they're not at the 3, Easy Eight Motel bathroom. Nah, that's true. They got room in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he, There's he, a TV in there. He, he's got a spa. <laughs> They sitting in there like uh, Tony Montana in the, uh, well, in the, in the yeah. well. I checked in with Doug too, and Doug said they were earlier. In the, like well, he was actually doing it that time too. Well, Doug was probably soaking in seaweed anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah, he, you're, he, you're right. He, he he had his Epsom salt. Yeah, out. he was he he was taking his Epsom salt back. They, that camera caught him a lot yesterday, and he mm. just looked angry for the entire game. Doug looked pissed off. Oh. That, that might have been his good. scout, and he was not pleased with how they were playing. Well, look, the one thing about it, though, I think it goes to what you talked about earlier with De'Aaron Fox on Friday night in the locker room. Like, as happy as we were about everything that happened on Friday and where this team is at and all this other stuff, I really believe that team, until the job's done, they're not going to let off the gas. And you look at somebody like Doug Christie, all right, it's cool. We got we to gotta handle business tonight in OKC. Yeah. And they are locked in on every single game. They've won those last two games. I'm very confident tomorrow they're locked in on what they have to do tomorrow. This team, they're focused and they're confident in, in, in the task at hand for the rest of the season. I love seeing it. To do tomorrow. This team, they're focused and they're confident in, in, in the task at hand. For the rest of the season, I love seeing it. Yeah, I mean, 
there there could be tough times here and there, um, but just the resiliency of this team that we've seen, not just from like one week to the next, but even in from one game to the next, mm-hmm. uh, from one quarter to the next, you know, coming back, staying in almost every single game the entire season. Um, yeah, it's been super impressive. And, you know, a lot like uh, Mike Brown and, and Jordy Fernandez, like Doug made his name in the NBA on the defensive side of the ball. And so I would imagine that Doug gets as frustrated as anyone watching some of the things that happen in in the middle of a game uh, while the Kings are playing. I mean, again, they're up to, like, they're reaching historical numbers again. They're like 117.9 offensive rating. They're one of the greatest offenses we've ever seen in the NBA as far as efficiency and everything else. And their defense just keeps sinking. And it I know for those guys, it's really frustrating um, although, you know, when they need to crank it up, they can. And that's something that we saw them like have that moment where they just kept stealing the ball from the Clippers, you know, De'Aaron Fox, like stealing a ball from Paul George and finishing with no shoe on, um, like, and then Keegan Murray coming back, like the next play and getting a, a steal and a, and a dunk. Spurts they are showing of that defense, they, Ham. They, Spurts yeah. of defense. They did give up 175. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Not 120, not 130, not 140, 175. Well, how were they going to get to 176 if they didn't give them 175? Like you got, see, you, you, they're playing chess, James. <laughs> you you playing checkers. They playing chess. Three dimensional chess. Uh, yeah, I saw a stat today on on Mark Stein's uh, uh, Substack, and it said that no team has ever won an NBA championship in a season where they gave up 150 points in a game. Mm. And uh, so he basically said the Kings and the, and the Clippers were both eliminated from title (laughs) contention uh, on Friday night because they both let it happen. Um, But it also, I think he also brought up the point that uh, it's only happened twice where a team has scored 150 or more in regulation during Mm. a, uh, during a season, and the Kings have done it twice, 153 and once in regulation. They were at 153 in this last game, and I think what did they score against Brooklyn, 154, mm-hmm. something like that in regulation. So, uh, well, yeah. Tell your boy Mark Stein to look up how many times has a player scored 71, how many times have players scored 70-plus in a season? Because I yeah. only imagine Wilt Chamberlain is the only one who's ever done it multiple times, and I don't even know that he's done it multiple times. We've had two 70-point scorers this year. This season is wild. Every night there's a close to 50-point score, if not a 50-plus. Mm-hmm. It's just like the the level of basketball or like the defensive level is just really bad. I, I think that's the other part of it. Like the Whatever is happening, offenses are way far ahead of defenses at this point still in the season. And, uh, and the Kings, of course, right up there at the top of everybody. Um, as far as like the disparity between offensive rating and defensive rating, but they also they're still like seventh in the league in that rating. Like they're holding tough, and it's really impressive to watch. The rebounding has gotten a little bit better over the last couple of games. Uh, the steal numbers are coming up. You know they're doing a good job of of finding different ways to win. You mentioned them just a little bit in passing, but it really did stand out to me, Keegan Murray, and you know he off the top of my head, what he five times he was playing the passing lanes and. And got a steal and and went. I don't know if he went coast to coast five times, but there was at least two times 
in that in that Clippers game. And I think there was another two or three times in the game on Sunday. I mean, and on Friday we saw Mike Brown get really hyped after one of the Keegan steals and dunks led to um, a timeout for the Clippers. And he came out to like five times. No, I believe James Ham is frozen. Oh, I oh, was doing the countdown. Oh no. We have a James oh, Ham freeze I didn't even at three forty-eight. We we have a James Ham freeze <laughs> at three forty-eight. He is unfro. He's dressed for the frozen weather today. I didn't even realize. Uh, but he has unfrozen. <laughs> I love that you thought James had that facial expression through your entire question. I just deadpanned you the whole time, just like. <laughs> Like, James is really no-selling this question. <laughs> oh, man. Well, James, I don't know what you heard, but basically it was Keegan Murray um, playing the passing lanes, being effective on the defensive end. Mike Brown got really excited on Friday night um, when Keegan did that a couple of times. I mean, it's, hopefully this is another aspect of his game that um, is going to start getting unlocked with the more he plays. Yeah, you can just see his confidence level uh, rising on both ends of the court. You know, all of a sudden he's – uh, I know Sabonis uh, hit him down in the post early in the game um, against OKC, and he missed he missed a uh, like a little jump hook or something. Mm. Um, but we're starting to see him take guys off the dribble. Uh, he had in in that Clippers game, he had the uh, either that or was the uh, the Portland game where he had the Dirk fall away at the free throw line, mm. um, and then he tried it again in the last game. Like, we're seeing him show little bits of who he's going to be. And I think that the Kings are saying, okay, we're going to let you run a little bit more. And with that comes confidence to play passing lanes, to not just try to lock up a defender. And I don't know why they put him on a guy like Russell Westbrook. Uh, Man, Russell Westbrook, it doesn't matter how old he is. He's still, his first step is electric. Mm -hmm. And he just can get by almost anyone, uh, especially with how strong he is and those are situations where he clearly has to improve, where he's allowing guys to go to the basket. But playing the passing lanes, it, I think that that might be the path to improvement for this team is to be more aggressive and play passing lanes as opposed to some of the, the other issues that they're trying to deal with, you know, the way that they're trying to play it. You happy with the way the Kings are playing? Even giving up 175 points, James? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't care. I mean, that's Mike <laughs> Brown's thing. Like, just win. That's all that matters to me. Well, um, and, and it, it was it was funny. Like you brought that up because we all obviously have that electric energy coming from Friday. That was not Mike Brown last night. Mike was like, "We've got things to clean up." We gave up a forty point quarter and we had twenty turnovers. Like the there was the, he he did not have the same electric vibe uh, of f- after giving up one hundred seventy five points that he did again in that game against the Thunder yesterday. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, he's always going to hold to his principles. The defensive side of the ball is where he's, you know, he's always made his name. And for him, I think it's it's slightly embarrassing. Like, he is a guy who's known for being so good at, on the defensive end. I mean, again, the Golden State Warriors with a bunch of old dudes and, and some defensive-minded guys, but mainly offensive players, uh, were number two in the league last year in defensive rating. And that was his baby. That was uh, his, you know, his defense. And to come here, I think he's starting to realize it's going to take more than one season. But he's also hoping that even if that's the case, that that the team can make improvements enough that they're not just going to be an easy out in the playoffs, that they are going to be a team that can actually, you know, compete and don't 
just have to, you know, do what Kenny says and just outscore everybody every time. I mean, clearly, if they outscore everyone, yeah. then they will win. Yep. Uh, but uh, trying to outscore someone and actually outscoring someone um, aren't always the same thing. The truth still remains. You cannot beat the Sacramento Kings by trying to outscore them. It won't work. It won't work. No, I don't disagree. It doesn't. Um, and you can't score less in the NBA and still win games. <laughs> that's what I'd imagine. That. That's what I'd imagine Trent Dilfer would say uh, here. Uh, but a second matchup against the Oklahoma City Thunder, for those just tuning in, no Shea Gildress, Alexander tomorrow, De'Aaron Fox is listed as questionable, and then they'll be off until Friday. And, James, we had this idea. Friday's game is now going to be, like, of epic proportions. It's going to be talked about during the day, and it's going to be reminisced back to the week before. Like, Friday's game against the Clippers got a little bigger after last Friday's game against the Clippers. Oh, I totally agree. And let's be honest. The Clippers can't play better than that. Like, I mean, they they can beat the Kings, but – they're not going to shoot like that again. 26 of 45 from three. Is that what it was? Yeah. That, like that 26 three-pointers? Kawhi third quarter was insane. Well, that and Nick Batum didn't. Uh, he Nick hit five. Batum. They had four different dudes hit five three-pointers. Like, this is going to be a very, very big game. Uh, you know, if the Kings could get away with sitting Deer and Fox and give them a couple of days of rest, they might consider it. But, like, you don't leave anything on the table, especially with what's coming. With, you know, it's not just the Clippers, it's what, Minnesota, it's New Orleans, all that stuff is on the docket. Like, you got to get wins where you can get wins. You don't let one slip just because. Well, this was a fun weekend, man. This was a fun day. It was. It was a fun day. It was a really fun weekend. Back Um, to work tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow will be a little, <laughs> little, little, little different vibes, but we'll still be excited because it's a game day and the team is playing well, man. And there's still there's still a lot to be excited for. Obviously, we could just ride this tremendous high, uh, coming off this uh, tremendous weekend that we all felt individually as fans, that we felt as media, that we felt on social media, and you know the three of us feel it here uh, on this show. So we appreciate everybody uh, tapping in, whether you're on the thirteen twenty uh, a.m., you're on ninety eight point five FM. Uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, Twitch, whatever it may be, hit the thumbs up, hit the follow, hit the subscribe, hit the favorite, whatever it is. Uh, also, remember, you can go to ESPN1320.com to enter to win tickets to AEW on mm. March 8th uh, at the it's Golden One week. Center. So go to ESPN1320.com. Head over to the contest page. We'll get you all set up there. But if you can't get enough, If you're listening on ESPN 1320, if you're listening on the Odyssey app, you want more James Ham, you want more Kings talk, don't move. We're going to run it back next here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 